Hello, this is the Ben O'Clock News, and my name is Benedict Esdale. Today we're kicking things off by announcing that it is August. This episode is being released on the 6th of August, and it is the first episode of the month, despite it being almost a week into the month already. That's just the nature of the beast. Of course, last week's episode was the last day of July or thereabouts. So yes, uh, the first day of August, the first episode of August. Um, A little bit about August. August, of course, a song by Taylor Swift, most famously, um, also the eighth month of the year, Um, which which is actually, there's an interesting fact around that. Um, Partly, you may have have recognised in the naming of the months that uh, September, October, November, December starts with uh, sept, oct, nov, dec, which are, of course, in Latin or Greek, probably Latin, um, of course, means seven, eight, nine, ten. But they are, of course, the nine, ten, eleventh and twelfth months. And that is because August, um, well, so August was originally named sextilis or six uh, to go with September's seven, um, back when March was the first month of the year. Um, But in 700 BC, uh, January and February were added to the calendar and they were put at the beginning. So everything was shuffled along. I'm not entirely sure why. I think it's something to do with war. Uh, March, God of War, used to be just winter. January and February didn't really exist. It was just a sort of um, grim, rainy time for everyone. Uh, but, but yes, that, that was when um, Sextilis became the eighth month, um, and it was given 29 days. Julius Caesar, of course, then, uh, nearly 700 years later. Excuse me. Just had a. Ooh. Probably edit that out. Uh, Julius Caesar, then nearly 700 years later, added two days to August, giving it its 31 days as it has today. And then uh, about 40 years after that, named it, renamed it after Emperor Augustus, um, which is why it's now called August and why we still have September, October, November, December running along behind it with the wrong numbers to the wrong months that they are. Um, August birthstones include peridot, sardonyx and spinel. Um, No idea what spinel is or spinel, uh, perhaps. No, probably spinel. Uh, Flowers, gladiolus or poppy. And of course, if you are uh, born in August, then you are either a Leo or a Virgo and uh, you can battle out which is the better of the astrological star signs. In the UK, the 12th of August is famously the glorious 12th. Now, I've written that down, but I can't remember. Um, I remember it being something really exciting that I was really looking forward to. The glorious 12th. Let me just um, type that in again uh, onto the glorious 12th, the 12th day of August. Yes, that's right. The start of the uh, mm, the shooting season for red grouse and to a lesser extent, the ptarmigan. The ptarmigan. Ah, um, one of the busiest days in the shooting season. Right. I don't think it was that I was excited for. 12th of August. Um, 12th of August. No. No, no, no. Um, sorry to have brought that up. That's a week Saturday. Well, uh, if you are looking forward to the beginning of the shooting season, um, then please do take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself why 
And now an update on my writing and reading exploits. Um, as you probably will know if you are listening to this podcast, I've mentioned it enough times already. I am writing a novel, my first novel, after having written a number of short stories. Um, chapter 19 has now been finished, or first drafted at least. There's some pretty hefty rewrites to go there. No, uh, no least, not least thanks to uh, my wonderful uh, editor-in-chief, um, Thanks, Mum. Uh, and uh, but yes, it's going very well. And chapter twenty is underway. And twenty-one, which will be the final chapter, is being plotted at in my mind. So yes, that's going very well. Been writing in some cafes. More on cafes later. Uh, Reading-wise, I'm still reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell um, by Susanna Clark. I believe it is Susanna Bark Clark, um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell, uh, a one thousand page novel. But honestly, it is absolutely wonderful. It's brilliant. It's thrilling. It's gripping. It's got me um, by the horns, uh, the visual sort of reading horns, and I am reading it and very much enjoying it. Next on my list, as suggested uh, by a uh, friend, a shout out to uh, Misha is a book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevlin. Oh, Zevin, 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 um, which uh, has Hokusai's uh, wave on the cover, which is very nice, very popular image. And I've just watched a 12-part video, actually, or 12 videos of a series of a man carving, a new carving of uh, Hokusai. Um, so if you just go on YouTube and type in Hokusai um, wood block i think it will probably come up it's a guy called david bell i believe and he's an american living in japan uh, who does woodblock carvings and i can highly recommend his series it's very soothing and calming um lots of bob ross vibes from that man but it's lovely and now it's time for the quiz of the week from the gthq puzzle book and last week's question was some anagrams uh let me see one way or another solve these one-dimensional anagrams salty sherry rain on hall alpine yam or Alpine Yarn, as I read it, uh, a lazy mink, and I insult Solomon, and those were, of course, Harry Styles, Niall Horan, Liam Payne, Zayn Malik, and Louis Tomlinson, the original um, members of One Direction, a one-directional, or one, one-dimensional, a one-directional name, a one-dimensional name a 1d name that's that was sort of the hint in the question um but yes that was that question and now we're going to give you another congratulations if you solved that and this week's question is going to be as follows get your pen and your paper ready okay what's the final member of this sequence central circle district Bakerloo, Piccadilly, Hammersmith and City, question mark. There you go. What's the final member of this sequence? Central, Circle, District, Bakerloo, Piccadilly, Hammersmith and City. Um, I don't think it is giving anything away to say that those are tube lines on the London underground system. Uh, So perhaps one for you Londoners especially. Um, But there you go. Have a go at uh, seeing if you can work that out. Um, Yeah, that's question 66. Off the rails. Uh, What's the final member of this sequence? Central, Circle, District, Bakerloo, Piccadilly, Hammersmith and City. There we go. That's really clever. I'd never have got that. Right, now it's time to talk about exercise. Last week I exercised a whole four times in two days 
on uh, Thursday and Friday, I, I went for a run and then went to Taekwondo. I uh, had a regular Taekwondo session on Thursday. And then, of course, as I mentioned, my Taekwondo grading, my orange belt grading on Friday. Um, and I went for a run on both those days and was then very tired. Uh, but just looking at uh, since then, I've done one exercise, uh, which was Taekwondo on the Thursday of the last week or this this week just gone. Um, looking at my steps here twice I was over 10,000, uh, which isn't great. Um, but then this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all kind of averaging about 15,000. Uh, very much downhill from there on Saturday, yesterday, just apparently 854 steps. Um, it, it's possible that I could have gone out uh, without my phone in my pocket and therefore it didn't measure those steps Um, but uh, it's also possible that I spent most of the day in uh, bed with um, Mars sleeping uh, or potentially um, look no judgement okay it's the weekend oh no that was not the weekend that's last Saturday oh no it was Saturday oh thank god for that (laughs) oh no oh this Saturday's worse oh dear okay Well, um, perhaps we won't do any more exercise updates. And now it's time to talk about my dear friend George Rennie, uh, who has a play reading on on Sunday. So you're going to have to get on this one very quickly. Probably should have given you the heads up last week. Um, but George has a play reading on. At, uh, it's called Hamstrung is the piece. And it's about Yorick from Hamlet. And he's up and about and getting up to no good. I was very uh, happy and lucky to attend the launch of Wide Boys last weekend, last Sunday. Um, that was a wonderful barbecue time. Uh, the, the, the theory behind Wide Boys being um, that when you get a burger and it's doubled up, it's it's too large to fit into your mouth. The structural integrity often collapses and uh, fails. And actually, it would be better off if you doubled up your burger sideways instead of uh, up, upwards in a sort of lateral movement instead of a vertical one horizontal versus vertical lateral versus longitudinal no there's nothing geographic about it it's sideways wide rather than tall um at the barbecue there were regular burgers served and uh just that no wide boys at all so i'm not entirely sure what the purpose of the event was if not to celebrate the wide boy itself um but it was a very lovely time lots of party games played mafia and psychiatrist and um and um uh, a, a very very lewd game of spin the bottle which uh, my girlfriend's not gonna be happy about when she finds out about that i'll tell you uh j- just kidding abby just just kidding that one that, that, um i love you And now an update on my cafe list. As uh, some of you may know, I do a lot of my writing, my aforementioned writing in cafes around London, especially in central London and the Soho area. I'm I'm very much inspired by the buzz of the place. And as the book that I'm currently writing does actually take place in London, um, it makes sense to be inspired by where you're writing about. But yes, and uh, I was happy to add a couple of cafes to my list, my spreadsheet. Just checking now. The spreadsheet, of course, ranks cafes out of 10 on coffee rating, workspace rating, food, and then it has uh, things for prices, whether or not there are sockets available, Wi-Fi is available, and of course any other notes. And the Photographer's Gallery Cafe was added to the list this week. No sockets there, unfortunately, which brought down its workspace rating, although lots of chairs and a lovely view if you sit around the edge of um, 
the street and things going on. Um, they were serving Lavazza coffee, uh, which is a, a little bit of a shame. Uh, uh, just a regular sort of um, a regular brand of coffee, nothing special there, which is which is not which is fine, and and it was good. Um, so uh, fine scores for the photographers' gallery. I do have a couple of cafes to add to the list uh, soon, or, or they're on my cafes to try list, and that is a white pine in Rathbone Place, which I walked past the other day, and Italian Bear Chocolate as well, um, which is a strange name for anything apart from, well, anything, yes, it, it, Italian Bear Chocolate, not three words I think that you'd generally thought go together, but there you go, I'm looking forward to trying those out soon. I have some very exciting news which I'm afraid I am not allowed to tell you about, but this week I am going to be working on something very cool, and I think in probably about a year's time I'll be able to reveal what exactly that is. Um, Just a very small thing I'm doing, nothing particularly special, but it is part of a larger, um, exceptionally cool thing, which I uh, am not going to say anything about, even though it is very tempting, and uh, I'm wondering if you've ever been in this position before, we have a very exciting exciting news that you have to keep to yourself. It's a sort of bubbling up inside you, and uh, I'm really resisting the temptation now to drop hints into uh, what I'm not saying about this particular project. Um, Or am I now just being extremely careful not to drop any hints into this particular project? Gosh, I feel like I'm doing charades, but the opposite of charades, where you have a thing that you're not trying to tell any clues about just in case any word that you say is interpreted in its correct way. I think that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was fine. If anyone's able to get it from that, then, uh, uh, then they must be a bloody wizard. I'll say- Oh no! Hang on, wait! No- Ah! And now a report from afar. Um, so uh, we have a reporter, uh, one Abigail Robinson, who is uh, journeying through Central Europe. Uh, this or has been this last week. Uh, she is in the country Poland. And um, oh, I've actually hang on. Let, let's see. So she's been sending through a few um, interesting journalistic bits. I received some pictures of. A cafe and a bar, some cards being played, that sort of thing. Um, some boats, a few gifts. Uh, 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 l- then some pictures of a what looks like a cocktail menu, where the cocktails are based on um, sort of Disney or fairy tale stories. We've got um, Aladdin's lamp here, and um, what else have we got? Snow White. Uh, this one's very blurry. Um, Oh, and that one appears to be falling. Uh, okay, interesting. Um, oh, hang on. Oh, I've literally just got some uh, some news here from the front now. This is very exciting. Um, recommendation from Lottie London Kiki Club. Not sure in Camden. Paz and really fun. Um, very interesting journalism there. Thank you uh, for saying. Oh, a uh, good, um, good, good. What? Oh, that's a response. Got a bit. Got a bit drunk, so feel better and having pizza now. Great. Um, thank you, uh, reporter in the field, uh, Abigail Robinson, for that report from Gdansk in Poland. Um, a very interesting and insightful um, report that was. Thank you. 
And finally, of course, we're going to end on some on this day. That's right. And this day is Sunday, the 6th of August, which is a good day uh, to go to the University of Norwich, which was founded on this day in 1819 in Vermont, the United States. Seems to have got a little bit confused there the University of Norwich, or Norwich University. Um, Norwich University, Vermont, yes. Uh, of course, uh, founded a good, I think, 100, 150 years or so before the uh, University of East Anglia in Norwich, Norfolk, in the United Kingdom. Uh, not sure what Norwich was doing so far behind Norwich, but it looks like Norwich got there first in 1819. And in 2012, the Curiosity rover landed on Mars. I, I think that's the one that they said uh, was only meant to have like a, a, a five-year or a three-year mission and is still going around uh, some 11 years later, um, just sort of gathering information and sending it back to us, even though we uh, probably don't need or want it. I, I think we'll probably be sending people there soon. Although uh, a rover is probably actually better at gathering information than a person is these days. Yeah, yeah w- with AI. Huh. Um, in, and of course in 1945, um, if anyone's seen Oppenheimer, uh, then actually today's a, quite a relevant day in terms of that. And uh, I'll leave you to look that one up. Um, some deaths today. It's a sad day to be Ben Johnson, the uh, contemporary of Shakespeare. He died on... August the 6th, and it's a terrible day to be a Pope. We've got some Pope news. It's Pope deaths in 238. Sixtus II died, uh, second time that Sixtus, Sextilis was the name of August, and now we've got Sixtus II who died in 258. Hormisdus died in 523. Calixtus III died in 1458, and Paul VI died in 1978. That's four popes died on August the 6th. And given that there have uh, only been 266 popes, i.e. less than one pope per day of the year, the chances of having four deaths on one day is actually uh, not as high as you'd think. Um, There have not been, that would be uh, 1,450 popes. to get those odds but no there's only been 266 less than one so there you go um and uh yes so if you if you are a pope um if uh, there was only one isn't there so if you are listening mr pope um papa please um take care today look after yourself and um hopefully you'll make it another year uh until the inevitable death day of the pope on august the 6th 2024 <laughs> And that's all from me. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of The Ben O'Clock News. As always, you can send in your news to thebenoclocknews at gmail.com. I've been Benedict Hesdale. Goodbye. (laughs) 